All right. Beautiful. Okay, well, great to see you, Gail. Thank you so much for making the time to do the interview with me that we were going to upload on YouTube and also on the podcast, Dario's World. Um, and um, I wanted to, I mean, as we are collaborating and have experienced each other's services to a certain extent and benefited from one another, I wanted to hold this interview just to for the listeners also and the, those that are watching the video to get to know who you are and how you you know how you started because I think that every every entrepreneur and expert in their own field such as yourself when it comes to branding has their own personal journey you know to get oh, there <laughs> absolutely don't we just well we have that famous saying don't we amongst entrepreneurs what you see is what you see is the glory and not the story yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. that is so true and uh, so my, what interests me is how did you end up getting started with branding i mean there's so many other ways of you know being in business how did you end up doing branding well you know as you know, I've recently contributed to a collaboration book called The Law of Brand Attraction. And in there, my chapter talks about how, you know, how I came to have this voice and why I'm so passionate about people having a voice in their business. And one of the things I say in that chapter is that the clue is in the who. And it's very much about who are you really and who were you before, who were you before all of this started? Mm. And I've always, I didn't know it at the time, of course, but I've always been very interested in people. Mm. And I've always been very interested in people from the perspective of who are they really? What's the core of the person? I've all, you know, at school, I was the one that wanted to really get to know people, wanted to know well, what, what makes you want to bully another person and what makes you allow yourself to be bullied? Um, you know, because that always interested me. And even myself, when I was the victim of bullying at school, I was always asking myself those questions as well. Why is this okay for you, girl? Why, why are you accepting that? So I was doing personal branding before I even knew that's what it was. But when I, after my education and everything, I went into the media into um, PR. So I worked in PR and communications and sales and marketing when that was all one department delivered by one person. That's how old I am. Um, and I was that person. So I went into that and, you know, was in that industry for quite a long time, about 18 years. And then all that time, I always had that discomforting feeling that I didn't belong for all kinds of reasons. Some of them have become more apparent you know, due to the times we're living in. Yeah. But I really felt like I didn't quite belong. And it was all to do with this voice in my own head that kept saying to me, you should be working for yourself. You should be working for yourself. But nobody around me, none of my family are entrepreneurial. You yeah. know, I didn't have examples of people working for themselves. So I didn't know what that looked like. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I got to the grand old age of 35 um, I was at a conference in the States, African-American women on tour, and this woman came on stage and she said, and she looked amazing as well. She said, I'm going to be 50 next birthday. So, so straight away that got my attention because I thought, you don't look 50. And she said, I'm going to be 50 next birthday. And my only regret in life is that I've only been living a life of purpose for 12 years. 
So I did a quick calculation. I thought she started when she was 38. Mm. I'm 35. I've got time. So I came back and I handed in my notice there and then. Didn't know what I was going to do. Luckily, I was on three months notice. I had a bit of time to figure it out. But I didn't know. I just knew that I couldn't continue being in that space. So I suppose my entrepreneurial journey started doing what I had been doing in corporate, which was PR and marketing, communications, branding. You know, I'd been doing all of that. So that's what I started doing. And then I discovered this thing they call coaching. I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) (laughs) what the hell is this? You know, this is what people pay you for talking to them. And, you know, really? (laughs) They want to know what makes them tick and what their drivers are. Well, that to me was just heaven. Um, and that, yeah, that's, that's really how it started. Yeah, yeah. How fantastic. So <laughs> what was there, like, during your time when you first started, was there an incident where you said, this is the one thing that I want to focus on? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, Because yeah. when you have, like, first, you, I mean, that's how I started out as well. You know, I just had this idea of wanting to help entrepreneurs making... Um, you know, improving their communication skills, but then eventually it became more about, you know, mindset and, set and helping themselves. What, did you have something like that yeah. as well? Oh, most definitely, most definitely. You know, my experience is very broad. It was very broad from a corporate perspective. You know, like I said, I worked in PR, branding, marketing, communications, all of that. And when I became an entrepreneur and I said, um, first set up my business as a freelancer. I was doing marketing and communications and networking skills and all that kind of thing. And whilst I still do all of that, because I am an entrepreneur in the true sense of the word, you know, yeah. I, I have my fingers in many different pies. And yeah. I love that because I like variety. Mm. Um, but I suppose the thing that, made, that, that really made me focus was probably about seven years ago now. Yeah, around about, 20, about 2013, 2014. I really started to notice um, through my, I was running a networking franchise at the time as well. And I really started to notice that my gift was in helping people to be really clear with their networking speeches. So in my networking group that I was running at the time, Mm. you know, they had to give a um, a 60 second pitch about Mm. who they are, what they do. And I found that through, through that and also through running network strategy training for corporates as well as individuals, I found I had a real gift for helping people to talk about themselves in a really engaging and magnetic mm. way. And it really built from there. So now, as you know, I'm, I'm all about personal branding. I'm all about communications. But my, my superpower, if you like, as, uh, as I call it, is helping people to stand up in their own hallelujah. Yeah. yeah helping people to be so clear about mm. their messaging that they are attractive to others, helping them to be so clear about their messaging that it's infused throughout all of their products and services. It makes it easy to monetize, to both market and monetize their services. So that was my, my breakthrough moment. And now that, that, that forms the center of everything I do. I now don't take on either clients or projects or, or organizations if I'm not involved in their messaging at some, at some level. Yeah. Because that, that is so key that we've got authentic messaging that runs, you know, in complete alignment with everything else that they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I found that very true. Absolutely. And I actually, 
I benefited from you, you know, coaching me during an event. Yeah. Where, and you, you experienced me coaching you. Yeah, absolutely. So we both had that positive experience in, in realizing the other one's talent in, in just helping clarify yeah. who they truly are and how they can stand up with their, as you say, their own hallelujah, you know. Um, and one thing that I liked about your way when, when I was at the event and you coached me from the stage was it was very zoned in, in a way of getting mm. to the point. And, and it's like, you know, within minutes. And I think that's, you know, when we are in the zone and we actually do that within minutes, we can help people. And, uh, and that's, I think that is one of the reasons why I love doing what I do. But um, for yourself, is that the same kind of thing that you are oh, doing? Oh. Because you really want people to get not only the results, but it's rewarding to see those kind of results happening in front of your eyes. Oh, my gosh, absolutely. You know, we, we have a misconception that mm -hmm. things need to take time. They need to be hard. And, you know, if it's not hard work or if it's not a lengthy process, then it's not worth it. That's absolutely rubbish. You know, we can get to the heart of the matter really, really quickly. Absolutely. And my, my whole premise, the whole premise of everything I do is that I want people to be more of themselves more of the time. So right. I'm not going to waste their time by taking them through these long, lengthy procedures and processes just to feed my own ego when I know that I can help them with, you know, so long as we're both 100% committed to the process, I know I can help them like that. Yeah. And, you know, I've even had clients, um, Tario, who have said to me, wow, you helped me so quickly that I wasn't sure if you were just some kind of really good super salesperson that just wanted my money, or if you really were a genuine genius. And she says, <laughs> now I know you are a genuine genius. And I'm like, yes, because I want you, I want you to get out there. You know, mm. I talk to people about the legacy of their impact all the time. You know, what wouldn't happen if you didn't show up? Mm. So when they, when they set their legacy of their impact, that doesn't happen. There is no legacy of your impact. If you don't get out there quickly, show up, serve so that these people can get on and live their lives mm, absolutely how have you found i mean recently in the recent months there's the coronavirus and all that oh, yeah. the demonstration <laughs> and you know and uh, discriminating people and i mean to be quite honest i think this is not my opinion um from a universal stance when i look at energy right it doesn't matter if you what religion you are what color you are we don't even need to be honest the Bible. If you use common sense and we come from a place of unconditional acceptance and love, mm -hmm. eliminate ignorance, then all of that stuff like discrimination wouldn't even be a, a topic to be quite honest. And, um, and I find it actually quite sad that people feel they have the need to say black people matter because Every person's life matters. doesn't matter if they're Chinese, if they're black, if they're yellow, if they're green. Who cares? And do you Every know person what matters. I think instead of saying black people matter, we should have a, a sign that says every person's life matters. And you know what? If we were living in utopia, you'd be absolutely right. Mm -hmm. You know, and I would agree with you. Unfortunately, we don't. 
and there is this need that we do have to say black people you're right all lives matter and i get i get the sentiment of all lives but in all lives so do black people's lives there are too many instances throughout history to this present day which have shown that black lives black people are undermined we are denigrated we are marginalized we are oppressed there are too many instances more than i can even think of off the top of my head right now in this moment where that has shown to be the case and you know it, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a great one for cooking I love cooking and everyone that, that likes cooking will know mm-hmm. that there's only so much pressure you can apply to the pressure cooker before it goes off okay there is only so much and that's exactly what's happening now unfortunately Mm. not all not all protests are created equal as we know because some people are going to be protesting quietly some are going to be you know doing it in a much louder venue some of them are going to be doing it just because it's something to do but what i can say you know unequivocally is that this is a time for much needed change you know i agree that i i I don't care My, my family's so mixed up Right, that I I couldn't possibly have any particular discrimination against anyone because I've got them all here in my family, you know, running through my own blood. Yeah, absolutely. But what I do know, what I do know, is that the colour of someone's skin, you know, the the god that they wish to worship, you know, those things should not be weaponized against anybody. You know, there there should be no room for weaponization. However, there there is. People are doing it, and we're seeing it. You know, I cannot tell you how upset I have been over the past 24, 48 hours in particularly, you know, to the point of tears when I see people who are my neighbours, my friends. I mean, not my actual neighbours. My neighbours are much more inclusive and accommodated. But... When I see people who are in our regular, ordinary lives chanting in the centre of London, we're racist and we don't care, you know. I mean, how in 2020 is that even allowed to be a thing? You know, we're racist, we don't care, God save the Queen. You know, that, that just mind blows me. That I can't, can't get my head around that, you know, I just can't. Not when we're supposed to be in a much more inclusive society just can't yeah it is a sad fact in fact the thing though that i was wondering when it comes to running your business and you know do you let things like that affect the way you take action in your business on projects or are you or have you learned a way to handle it and not let it affect you in that way i think in the earlier days i just used to just you know I think all of us um, were so grateful to be in business and so grateful to get some of the contracts that we may have got at the time mm. that we just kind of ran with it. We, we, you know, we received what we received and ran with it. Mm. As the years have gone by, though, then there's a growing consciousness, especially if you've got a teenage daughter like I have, who does question, well, what's, what's this company's corporate social responsibility, Mum? What are they doing about diversity and inclusion you know what are they doing about climate change how are they show, you know because younger people are so much more invested and concerned mm. about that kind of thing than perhaps my generation were so yeah. so i am 
being more conscious now. Um, I'm being, I, I mean, I've always worked within the black community on some le level anyway, but what I'm doing now is more, um, is much more tangible rather than just showing up. It's like, well, hold on, let, let's create some pathways for young talent, for young entrepreneurship, for young creativity. Let, you know, so I'm very, very much involved in that aspect now. But then I'm also very much involved in education and solutions. So, you know, um, some friends of mine have asked me, some white friends of mine have asked me, what can we do? How can we help? You know, what, 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 what have we done even that, that, that's been wrong? So there's a whole re-education um, piece there as well, directing them and their children to resources that can help. And, you know, the, I, to be honest, as awful as it is, and like I said, it's really painful at the moment and I find it really upsetting, but as awful as it is, I welcome this. This is a time for us to all become much more educated, much more empathetic, much more, you know, much more collaborative mm. with each other. So, you know, some, some of my... Um, some of my colleagues will say to me, oh, we don't need to go on there and talk to them about this. It's their problem. They created it. And some of us are like, yeah, but if we continue with that, we're not going to help. We're not going to help. and We're not going to be part of the solution. So we need to get involved. So I welcome talking to anybody about it. You know, I'm in the process of finishing off an article at the moment, which is actually called Suddenly My Blackness Matters. And, you know, it's quite funny for me because I think, I'm 54. I've been black for 54 years and it's only now people are noticing. Okay. So there's a, there's a bit of, bit of that, like, why now? But then a, there's also a, why not now? Why not now? Why, well, I mean, why not my, have a conversation? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. My question to you would be, I mean, what could we as entrepreneurs do to change things around? Because that is what, yeah. causes, you know, I mean, I see all this stuff happening and people sharing what's happening to the people that got killed and discriminated and not, and I go, okay, well, I see it and I, you know, I acknowledge it and it is painful. And yet at the same time, me just sharing it um, is doing the same over and over, but it's not going to make an impact. So yeah. my way of thinking is what could I do in collaboration with other people like yourself to make an impact, to change the educational stuff? Because discrimination from my point of view comes from not being educated enough and having limiting beliefs and traumas from childhood. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, I remember when I came out as, as being gay, mm -hmm. uh, when I was 18 years old, at the time, it was um, the HIV virus was spreading and people were talking about AIDS. And remember first it was like because of the AIDS, then it was... Um, because of people that have different religions and eventually it ended up being the disease of gay people. So I remember that and now it's, and then later on, after like one to two years later on, it was like sexual disease transmitted through this and that. And, uh, and people were then more accepting again because they also realized it's not just gay people that happened, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think what needs to happen in today's society is we need to re-educate people and, you know, and, and have an open dialogue in a way to say, mm -hmm. look, um, I don't blame you for having that belief. Maybe it was passed on to you. You just have that never changed. 
But now you've got the opportunity to change that and be more open-minded and let go of that limiting belief that instills a fear in you. You know, I mean, people discriminate because they don't know any better. Exactly. Absolutely. And you say, what can we do as entrepreneurs? Well, one thing I know, and you're, you're already doing it, you are already doing it, Derek. Because one of the things, certainly for me growing up, um, and like I said, I didn't have anyone in my family that was entrepreneurial, okay, nobody. Um, and, so, and there was nobody on TV that looked like me. I opened a magazine, there's no one that looked like me. In the newspaper, nobody looked like me. So I felt very isolated. So I think it's about giving those of us who have a voice the platform to have that voice. And you and I are already working on some stuff together, which is great because representation matters. It really matters. It would be great if there's a young entrepreneur, you know, a young black person, Asian person, any person of color that's watching you and I when we're doing our stuff together, they can say, oh my gosh, I can do this. You know, that woman, that black woman is doing that. You know, that gay man is doing it. I can do it. So Mm -hmm. representation really matters. And I think that as entrepreneurs, we need to give more people like me, you know, the chance, the stage. You know, I can go and do many workshops, many events that are organized and hosted by black people. That's never an issue. It's very difficult, however, to get on larger stages as a person of colour, as a black woman, because there's the credibility factor. They, they, the, the, the default position is I don't trust you. I've got a client right now, a budding client, who has been speaking to me for about three months, mm-hmm. three months wanting to work with me. And it's an organisation they've wanted to work with me for about three months. And they've had me jump through all kinds of hoops to the point where I just said, you know what, no more. I don't need to do it. Um, I don't need to do it. I'm not going to do it, actually. So the, they then came back again. Okay, send us your invoice. We're ready to start. Send them the invoice. And then it's, oh, actually, can you just prove to us? that?" You, and I've just said to them, do you know what? I don't need this. Now you, could, because that's not normal. You don't do that with normal consultants and freelancers. So why are you doing that with me? You, you clearly know you want me, but you want me to prove it to you. No. So, you know, and it's things like that. We've got to eliminate those kinds of, um, those kinds of situations. We've got organizations that want our skill. They want our expertise. They want our information. But they say, oh, but we can't afford to pay you. We'll do it for the exposure. How many times have you been offered, Dario, by an organization to work for them for free for exposure? Probably none. Exactly. It happens in our community all the damn time. And we're not having it anymore. I don't need your exposure, thanks. You're, you either want to pay for the service or you don't. It's yeah, a simple I mean, Absolutely. And I think, you know, <laughs> it's, but that's not just, that's also in the self-development industry, it's unfortunate. Either you, you charge for it and, and they're, they're ready to actually pay you for your service but then there's a lot of organizations out there that hold events. Um, you either do like 50-50 when you sell from stage yeah. or um, you do it for exposure. You, Depending on your name, you get paid something or you don't, depending on the arrangement. And I find that 
it's interesting in every in every other occupation, uh, including consultancy, including um, when you go to the bank or anywhere else, um, you're always aware there is a fee attached to what always. it is. <laughs> Yet, when it comes to self-development and coaching, people want everything proven until the ninth degree, until they pay you for it. And at some stage, we need to say enough is enough. I mean, more um, than showing you that I actually have results from the people I've worked with, the years of experience I'm sharing with you, and you having an experience with, um, there shouldn't be. You shouldn't have to give things always free. And it's no. only in the self in, it's in self-development industry that I see that happening. And one of the reasons being is because a lot of the therapists and coaches do not yet have a strong enough self-confidence exactly and and value of appreciation of who they are for them to stand their ground and say i charge for it and, and that and is not absolutely right. actually struggle that much and you're absolutely right dario and that's where people like you and i come in mm. because when i work with a client I'm, I'm the, one of the first things we do when I'm going through their brand audit and looking at their products and services, I make it very clear. I say, right, this is the point at which you now stop giving away your value and your services for free. If you, if you can't do that, because some people really struggle because they say, oh, but I just like people, especially if you work in an industry where you work with a lot of heart-centered and spirit-led entrepreneurs. Yeah, exactly. You know, they want to, they just can't help themselves. Yeah. So I say, you know, this is the point. There is no value in freeness, and we know that. And if you don't believe me, just look around at all the times we have given something for free and what's happened. You know, there is no value in freeness. So I'm very clear about saying to people and, and, and being that way myself, that's not – I will happily negotiate with anybody on value, but never on price. Never yeah. on price. Absolutely. You know? And I think – that's really important for you know for people that are starting up, but also for existing people that maybe deliver a service that they really need to get clear about what they need to charge mm. and what their value is they bring to it. I mean, I have helped people, and I'm sure you have too. You know, that had years of problems with their limiting beliefs, with their emotions, with their thinking patterns. Um, not only on topics of branding, marketing, sales, own development, because everything that you bring to the table comes from within you. Absolutely. So, as we say, your, your test becomes your testimony. Yeah. <laughs> I know what it's like to give away stuff for free because I've done it. Mm. <laughs> I've done it. I know what it's like to not be able to talk about your services in a clear and concurrent way because I've done it. Mm. You know, especially, especially if you run what I call a portfolio business, you've got more than one business. You know, yeah. I've got I've I've got three active businesses as well as all the other interests. You know, I've got my branding, brand new consultancy. I've got my divas or something, which is my baking business, and I've also got um, an MLM business as well, a network marketing business. So there's a lot. You know, I could be really, really busy because I'd have to service all those marks at once, or I could be just really congruent and in complete alignment and serve them all just by being myself. You know, so I've got one message which is really, really clear. And it doesn't matter who's talking to me about what, I can do that. Yeah. You know, it, it, that message comes through loud and clear, but that wasn't always the case. 
Awesome. And you find that sometimes as well when you go, um, if you go ever in a networking situation, someone does a lot of things and they want to tell you everything. And, yeah. you know, and you just, this verbal diarrhea comes out and you're just standing there and you're next thing you know, you're doing that. And I call it Networkers Net. And so, you know, I say to people, if you want to learn how to avoid giving other people Networkers Net, come and speak to me. Because yeah, yeah. if you're seeing people doing that, when they're talking to you, that's not good. <laughs> so for those that, um, that are right now, you know, listening to this podcast or even watching the video, um, is there, during those challenging times, no matter what happens, I think, to be quite honest, people talk about, you know, coronavirus and, and, and what's happening in, in the world. But in my eyes, when I, you know, I mean, I'm looking at the history of the world and I'm overlooking what's happening. There's always been a challenging time. There are times that are easier and then more times that are challenging, but it's always an up and down around the world. Always. Always. So, you know, there was 9-11, which is really tragic. There was Princess Diana dying and that impacted the world and people felt it. I was in Italy when she died. So when that happened, I felt it in the energy and there was a sadness there. And even though I wasn't in the country like in the UK, I was in Italy, so miles away, and I had no personal relation to her, it, you know, I felt it. And the same with, uh, you know, in September 11th, you know, when that happened, it was tragic. Um, but at the same time, the, you know, life goes on. And the one thing that I feel like is so important is that we learn to manage our thoughts and emotional state to Absolutely. stay positive and stay focused because if you take that too hard, it can literally stop you in the tracks when it's most important for you to transform. So is there any specific tip that you can give the people yes. that are watching <laughs> listen to this and okay. how to manage themselves when it comes to challenging times? Mm -hmm. So we often speak to entrepreneurs when they're going through a good time, okay? Because when we're going through a bad time, we don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> right? Exactly. So it's true. There's, there's that. So the fact that yeah. you are having this chat, we're obviously going through a good time, okay? However, not that long ago, actually, I was going through a really awful time, a really bad time. And there's one tip I'm going to share with everyone, which is a game changer for me. It's very simple. You literally hold your hand up like this. Mm -hmm. and you get your other hand, you get your thumb and your finger together, and you pinch. And if you can feel that, then you're still alive. And from, <laughs> the, moment, from the moment you're still alive, there's hope, right? Yeah. So if you can do that and feel yeah. it... Pinch your skin on your hand, yeah. Yeah, you, then there's hope. And it's just a case of, okay, I'm still feeling, I'm still alive, what can I do? Who can I speak to? Where can I go? And sometimes, especially as entrepreneurs in self-development, we're the worst. Us in the personal development field are the worst because we're always trying to give that, um, that impression that everything's okay. You know, we are, uh, we are our own best client. But it's not okay because everyone goes through tough times. Everyone has their vulnerabilities. And sometimes it's just being able to reach out to one person and say, do you know what, I'm not having a great time. Yeah, And when I wasn't having such a great time, myself and one of my very good friends, who's also one of my business buddies, 
we used to have, literally, we used to call it Bipolar Monday. Because every Monday we'd get on the phone and be like, oh my gosh, this is so awful. I know. And, but in having those conversations, mm-hmm. we found solution. Yes. We found strategy. Yes. And that's where the hope lies. And then it was a case of, well, actually, I don't feel so bad today, you know. So why don't we go for a walk together? Why don't we do this? And you don't always have to be physically in the same space as lockdown has proven to us. You can go for a walk together on the phone. Yeah, it's true. You know, you can just get out and get some fresh air together on the phone. What are you seeing around you? What are you seeing? You know, and it's about reminding yourself that you are alive. It's as simple as that. When I have clients who, who I'm taking through, you know, some of their communication strategies, and they say, well, I just don't know what to say to people. I say, well, a great place to start is hello. And they're like, but, but that's it. That's the first step, isn't it? Say hello. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't get any more difficult than that. And it's the same when you're going through a good, bad time. It doesn't get any more difficult than just checking that you're still with us. And if you're still with us, let's get on with it. There's something you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. I think that's one thing that I've learned is reach out and ask for help. And let people know when you when you need help because no one can read your mind. No. So they don't know. <laughs> they don't know. No, they've got no idea. And the, the chances are as well, by reaching out, someone else has been there. They've been where you are. They know that road. They can help you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, you'll be surprised how many helpful people there are out there, put it that way, which is really heartwarming considering that we're all feeling a little bit anxious and just, you know, uncomfortable at the moment. It's nice to know that there are still a lot of people out there who want to help you. They want to see you win. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I mean, one other tip that I can give from my personal experience, you know, when I used to do a lot of call calling and uh, making a lot of phone calls for selling other um, experts there, their programs and coaching services, such as Tony Robbins or Chris Howard when I was back in Australia. One of the things, you know, I realized is you can, your emotional state in the present is the most important to focus on. Because when you make phone calls, say, and you got a really shitty day, and you keep doing that, you keep on, du- you're literally duplicating the emotional state over and over again, getting affirmed that you have a, a, a really bad day. And you still need to keep face because you cannot freak out on the phone. So you need to <laughs> stay calm. But when I realized instead of doing that, I took a step back. And what I normally did and still do to this day is I watch a funny video or listen to uplifting music. One video that I can highly recommend if you ever want to have a really good laugh because immediately when you cannot be sad when you're laughing. Laughing is the best medicine. So there's one video on YouTube, uh, Pig Wants Cookie. Watch this. It's an animation video. It's only like three and a half, four minutes long. Was it called Pig Wants a Cookie? Pig Wants Cookie. So it's, uh, it's so funny. It's so hilarious. And the pig literally wants a cookie, and that's what the animation is all about. And everything the pig tries to do to get that cookie. And (laughs) it's hilarious. And as soon as I laughed, and I had those few minutes of laughing, 
when I get back on the phone, I completely have changed my state of mind and emotion. Yeah. And all, all of a sudden, the conversations were flowing again. And it was like just – and even when people were rude, I wouldn't take it personally because I was in a good mood. Absolutely. I agree. And it's like, um, for me, it's cat and dog videos. <laughs> I literally go on to Twitter and type in cat and dog videos, you know, because just, I don't even have a pet. I'm not even particularly a pet person, but I just love watching cat and dog videos and just seeing the intelligence and the comedy of these animals. It's hilarious. And like you say, when you, once you've released those endorphins, those feel-good hormones, how can you be upset with the world then? Or how can, mm. you know, it changes our, our whole, you know, um, cellular makeup. Everything Absolutely. Changes. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. I love it. Well, is there anything, I mean, you and I will work on something right now, I know. Yeah. Um, but is there, besides the book that came out, is there anything specific that you like to let people know to check out that you're doing? Yeah, come and hang out in the Disruptor Club. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, this, the um, Disruptor Club is a free community on Facebook. It's my community on Facebook. I'm really wanting to build a community of people who can collaborate, mm. people who, are, well, really, it's a community of square pegs. Let's be honest. It's people who feel that they don't quite fit anywhere else and that other people are trying to fit them into their round holes. And the, the Disruptor Club is basically your square hole, okay? So come and hang out with us at the Disruptor Club, all things branding, marketing, communication, sales, the whole kit and caboodle to help you really take your business to that next level just by being yourself. That sounds um, awesome. Yeah, so that's where we are. It's easy to find. Just type in Disruptor Club on um, Facebook okay. or it's um, bit.ly forward slash Disruptor Club, capital D, capital C. Because you know, probably it's a case sensitive. <laughs> well, look, you, know, you can share with me the link and I will put it into the description field on YouTube when I upload the YouTube video. Yeah. And also in the description in the, on the podcast so uh, that people will know about it. Great stuff. Fantastic. Awesome. All right. Fantastic. Well, um, thank you so much, Gail, for being part of, you know, Dario's world and uh, for being my friend and the collaborative business partner as well. I'm looking forward to continue our journey together and make an impact in this world. And uh, I will um, look forward to catching up with you in the very near future again. Great stuff. Thank you so much, Dario. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Gail.